welcome to the Harmonics Podcast. We're here with a fun group, a super fun group, actually. I'd say a celebrity group. I'd say so. Wow. Would you guys call this a celebrity grouping? Yes, I, I would. Yes, yeah. I would. Yeah. Boom. Boom. The guy <laughs> who just said boom is one of our celebrity guests. His name is Jason Kendall. Pop. Some people call him King Kendall, but he gets embarrassed when you call him that. Oh, come on. Right? Come on. Come on, guys. This is my past. This is past. <laughs> so Jason uh, has worked with us forever. Uh, his current role is on the music ops team. That's me. Licensing, music. management, Managing. Uh, artists. He's the one responsible for all the DLC. Mm-hmm. Every DLC that you don't like is yeah. Jason's. <laughs> yeah, no, I work on the team that's responsible for all the DLC. But that's yes, right. it's well, me. That's right. He always stresses that it's a team, but it's. Uh, I think it's just Jason that does all the work. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. in the office every day, like in our office. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some, Sitting on Sometimes laps. multiple times a day, <laughs> mm-hmm. kindling people. Mm-hmm. Kindling. That is a thing that he does. That's a harmonics term. Jason's a really friendly guy, and uh, I'll be sitting, I'll be, especially on days that I'm stressed out, I'll be sitting at my chair just, mm, just stewing at my chair and my screen, and out of nowhere, this little gremlin, this little plaid <laughs> gremlin comes from, from the- I like plaid. Yeah, he comes from the dark, and he, he crawls up on my back <laughs> while I'm sitting on my chair- Gives me a little uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dry rub, mm-hmm. little, yeah. little Mississippi dry rub. I turned around <laughs> yesterday. I turned around yesterday because uh, your desk is to the left of mine. And looking over, uh, Kendall had his knees on the back of your chair. It was like, like a gargoyle. Rest, <laughs> and his hands on your shoulder yep. just rocking into you. <laughs> and just well, there was a lot of your shoulder. There. So yeah, yeah. there was a lot yeah. of tension yeah. in it. No, he's actually trying though. to get the chair to knock over. Like, yeah. he just sat there like, <laughs> screaming. No, I wasn't. Repeatedly. <laughs> I think you were. I, I was bouncing that chair. I was honestly okay. surprised the chair didn't break. They're not They're not super high quality chairs. Yeah. Four you on the floor. terrified. Yeah, that was, was. A, I yeah. was pretty terrified. Four on the floor is the Jason Kendall rule. Yeah, that's right. I know that chair pretty well. I've dealt with those kind of chairs before. I bet you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jason also has a colorful history in the world of music. He was a frontman for a band called the Amazing Royal Crowns. Amazing Crowns. Later changed the Amazing Crowns because of lawsuits. Oella, oella, oella. That was one of their songs. That was mm-hmm. their first hit song, Oella, Oella, Oella. Yep, I uh, trademarked the rockabilly hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anytime a rockabilly band goes, <laughs> I, I get two cents. Nice. Nick, Nick, can you put some uh, some echo on that, what he just did? A little slap back, if little you will, slap back. Uh, Elvis. A <laughs> little, little, little wet slap back. Little wet slap Not back. too wet, though, right? You got wow. an echoplex back there, Nick? <laughs> He does. He's got it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a great band, honestly. Uh, oh, I really, I really you. like the Crowns, um, and it's fun working with Jason because he's got so many tattoos. You can just like, if you don't want to look at his face, you can just stare at his arms. And you don't want. You look always his face. see something new. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a Martin Scorsese movie on his arms. I haven't gotten a new tattoo in like fifteen years. Why is that? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just have no room. Any, Do you have any yeah. room left? No, uh, not in my arms. Should get one to commemorate this podcast. Yeah, can you yeah. get one of us? Official one right now. Right. Oh, oh what does that say? Nerd. Oh. Uh, he just, uh, for those who didn't see, <laughs> which uh, is all of you, Jason just pulled his lip down and there's a tattoo inside there. I know. It's hardcore. <laughs> it says nerd, and I work at a game developer. Are you, uh, are you ever going to get more tattoos? Uh, you done perhaps with it? if I ever procreate or something. Uh oh. But until then, that phase of your life is over, huh? Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, I just don't have a lot of room. And What about a sweet tribal tat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about I, some barbed wire around your bicep? Ooh, some yes. barbed wire. That, that sounds good. Maybe like a little fighting Irish dude. Have you heard of these things they're, they're starting to call? <laughs> Tasmanian uh, Devil. Oh, I love uh, him. With, with Garfield. Tramp stamp. We yeah, they've got it. these things called tramp stamps. You should try that. 
It goes yeah. down above your butt, so everyone looks at it when you bend over. Oh, I get it. So, yeah. like, if you're in a position where people are looking at your lower back, they yeah. can read something. It'd be right. good for kindling. That, that'd be yes, <laughs> could have sort of a message of the day thing. Sure, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could rent that space out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just, just some ideas for you, mm-hmm. Mama's boy. Yeah, <laughs> Jason Ooh. also, as a child, uh, lived and worked at a truck stop. That's right. Yep, raised on a truck stop in Connecticut. Which is pretty pretty amazing. R and R truck stop. I don't know anyone else raised at a truck stop. I have stories yeah. that I cannot air here. Oh, we say <laughs> you could probably, probably say it here. We say some pretty some over the top stuff on this podcast. No, I mean it was it was crazy. My first job at my dad's truck stop was clearing the lot of lot lizards. I was thirteen, and he gave me a, a, a <laughs> megaphone. Uh, for those uninitiated, a lot lizard is uh, uh, um, a person that sells sexual favors. Right. Which is apparently pretty common in the trucker world. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lonely road. Yeah. <laughs> you should write a song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little sure slap back on it. <laughs> It'll be better. But uh, yeah, that was my first job. So and and I remember when, but the only advice. So he what, gave me, didn't you have like a bullhorn or something? Yeah, he gave you... me a bullhorn, and the only advice he gave me was uh, look out for uh, you know you're doing this in the morning. So he said, look out when uh, when the truckers open their doors or they roll down their windows, get out of the way because they're usually emptying out their. Uh, they're pee, pee bottles, yeah. big gallon things of pee. Gross. Yeah. What do they do for duty browns? <laughs> I, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> no. Just cork you it. That's the truck stops for. I guess That's exactly so, yeah. What the truck stops Which for. I bet that was probably also part of your job, cleaning out the, the bathrooms? Uh, no. No? Luckily, no. No? Who did that? We had a guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> we had a guy. <laughs> but what was his name? Uh, Ricky Besso, actually. Oh, okay. oh, shout, shout out, out to, to Ricky, Ricky Besso. Besso. I thought it was going to be the wolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wolf. There were the dudes wolf. wearing some wolf shirts and some dream catchers. And there was, my dad rented out the one like back area of the truck stop to a biker gang. What? Where they, yeah, they would repair Harleys and whatnot. And, I, and Some earliest memories of mine were... When I used to, uh, I used to pump gas, right? Mm-hmm. As a kid, my dad would, let, you know, be like, "Oh, go pump some gas or go clean that windshield." And when like the Hell's Angels would come through or the Prophets or whatever biker gang of the '80s, you know, would come through or early '80s or late '70s, um, I would pump their gas, and they never let you touch their tanks. You always, yeah, they, you don't want to touch the tank because if you spill gas on it, most of the tanks are, you know, painted by those guys. Mm. So you just hold the, uh, hold the, uh, the guns. Out on the aisle, and the they gas come guns. Through. Yeah, and they come through and they take it themselves. So you just stand there while this long line of motorcycles. Do they tip you? Yeah, and the last guy pays and tips. Are the Hell's Angels good tippers? They're really nice guys. Yeah, they were really nice to me. Yeah, <laughs> no, heard it wow. here first. Good qualification. Yeah. Wow, we. Well, that's pretty cool. Hmm. Yay! <laughs> I met Angus Young at, at my dad's. Really? Shop. Yeah. Billy Joel. Uh, yeah, I met Billy Joel. <laughs> that's right. Wow. Favorite story. Wow. Let's hear it. Tell the Billy Joel story. You know story. that story? Well, I, okay. Oh, of course. Podcast audience Podcast doesn't. land doesn't know it. So as a, as a youth, uh, I was like this punk rock <laughs> kid that was kicking against any sort of, you know, authority. And I was working at my dad's truck stop, one of the many jobs I held there because I couldn't seem to hold a job there um, and do it right. And I was working behind the grill at the diner and it was an open air grill. So everybody that came in can see behind the grill and... Um, Billy Joel came in one morning with uh, with Christy Brinkley, and it was this is this was the time when uh, Uptown Girl was really popular on the radio. <laughs> and I went over to the jukebox. I mean, uh, everybody was in a tizzy. That you know, the, the waitresses were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it's Billy Joel!" Look at Christy Brinkley. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and I remember what they ordered. Uh, Christy Brinkley ordered a uh, a toasted blueberry no toasted bran muffin, oh. and Billy Joel ordered a grilled uh, blueberry. 
Boring. Yeah, totally boring. <laughs> they were on their way to Martha's Vineyard. So I went over to the jukebox and I played Uptown Girl about ten times. <laughs> um, and by the time it hit, you know, by the time it hit, their the, their muffins had already gone out, and I was behind the grill and I started shrieking. <laughs> you know, and the waitresses are running around like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? You're making him angry!" And I was like, "Run it out of there!" You know, and uh, they 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 got to about halfway of the song, finished half their muffins, and left. <laughs> and were they good tippers? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Not, surprised. Not surprised. Not surprised. That might be the first. I wonder if you invented the jukebox troll. Is that is it's that a thing? thing? It's a thing people Probably. do nowadays. Really? Like mm-hmm. if, if a celebrity is in there? Well, or... not celebrity specific. You just go to a place with jukebox and play whatever the crappiest song is like over and yeah. over and over. Oof. So you might have invented that. Oof. Only in the jukebox. I don't think so, but oof. <laughs> um, that uh, Billy Joel is a good uh, a good segue to our our next special guest. Yeah, yeah, um, Billy Joel. No, no, Chrissy Brinkley. <laughs> no, he's here. <laughs> he's here to air out his grievances with Jason yeah. Kendall, world renowned mm-hmm. uh, for uh, throwing up on Billy Joel's lawn. I did throw up on Billy Joel's lawn. <laughs> is on that true? Yeah. Wow. Handshake. They just shook hands. They just shook yeah. hands. Uh, yeah. When I was uh... wait, wait. Before you talk, who is this? Who do we got? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah, he's a huge yeah. star. The, the one and only Sean Baptiste. Yeah, guys. HMX Sean. Yay. Returning yeah. after yeah. far too long. We missed you. Oh, I missed you guys. Joining us for more community fun times. Fun times. Yeah. That's what I do. So but tell yeah. us about barfing on Billy Joel's Um, <laughs> This is when I was younger. And uh, when I was in college and I went to a friend's house on Martha's Vineyard because they would rent like this tiny little shack on Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, right. And then all of us like... Every single one of us would go and stay there. So it'd be like 30 people in a little shack. It was awesome. Uh, and we went to the beach and ha- had a party. And uh, on the way back from the beach, uh, you pass by Billy Joel's house on the way to the shack. Because it's like 100 meters away from uh, from where we were staying was his big, huge Martha's Vineyard beach house. And uh, I was feeling a little sick from all of the fun partying I had. Too much root beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, so I was Billy like, Joel knows about that. So I just went, I'm, I'm going to go puke on Billy Joel's lawn. <laughs> and then I, pr- I promptly threw up on Billy Joel's, all over Billy Joel's lawn. The whole, the whole, the whole thing just all did, over. Did Billy Joel come out? And, no, and, I don't think he was like, there. Kid, you're doing it wrong. I don't think that would have been all amazing. <laughs> No, so, uh, he didn't come out, but it was awesome. I choose to believe that both these stories happened in the same weekend to Billy. Yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. That would be so good. And then he wrote Down Easter Alexi. <laughs> uh, Captain Chrissy Freely got divorced. Captain <laughs> Jack. Uh, because of you, you broke the muffins. Because of Sean, he Sean broke all my lawn. I couldn't help it. First the muffins, and now the barf on my lawn. <laughs> I'm going to quit drinking. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Ah, we. So both of those are uh, pretty, uh, pretty metal stories. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Good segue, ah, Aaron. Whoa. Yeah. Good seg. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we, we thought... Uh, uh, with the, these fellows here, uh, especially Jason, I didn't mention his new musical pursuit, or not new, but yeah, his, his more current no, musical pursuit is the uh, heavy metal band named Megasis. Well, maybe you've heard of us. No big deal. No, no. Um, I mean, no we've been around. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> so, we're sort of um, dormant right now. So, so. we thought um, with these guys no, on, we would make this uh, <laughs> podcast uh, in the style of a few we did before that were popular and make it musical genre specific uh, and talk about uh, metal. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Lay down your souls. So I think what we're going to gonna do gods. is um, we asked everyone who came today, which all, we also have Christine, Nick, Aaron, and myself, in addition to these celebrities, 
um, <laughs> to bring their top five favorite metal albums. This not bands, really not songs, but albums. This had you pulling your hair out, Kendall. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, it, it's so hard to just bring it down to five. Really is. is. When we first started talking about it, you came into our office and the whiteboard behind my desk, you, you were like, so can I do like five free genre? And we were like, no, like five for metal. Like a and million then you just started like a list. I think there's like twenty up there of all the subgenres. Where it's like, well, it's gonna be new wave, British heavy metal. And there's gonna be new metal, it's like metal, metal, sludge. Yeah, there's <laughs> five for each, right? Actually, yeah. Before we start, do you want to try to list as many subgenres of metal as you can? can I think that'd be all, fun. Maybe I mean, I, oh, yeah, we'll all pitch you know, in, but I think <laughs> you should start. Well, there's proto metal, yep. right? There's 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 Sabbath and Hawkwind and all that stuff. And then there's there's metal, there's heavy metal, mm-hmm. there's psych metal, there's mm-hmm. new wave of British heavy metal, there's sludge metal, there's acid metal, there's there's crossover metal, New York hardcore crossover. Mm-hmm. There's um <laughs> what else is there? Thrash metal. Thra- yeah, there's thrash metal, uh black metal, black metal, death, death metal, symphonic metal, symphonic metal, power well, metal, surf power metal, metal, new metal, surf, surf metal, surf metal, rockabilly metal, <laughs> new. new metal, and you and you metal as we say. Um I, hair metal. Oh, well done. Yes, that's metal. a big one. That's, that's a, big a huge one. one. Uh, for some people. What else people. you got? What else you got? This microphone is getting bigger. It's scaring me. <laughs> yeah. um, Satan. Uh, black metal. Oh, black, we, we, we metal. said black metal, yeah. death metal. There's a lot more. There's metal. a lot. We said thrash. Yeah. There's actually a, a really great documentary. Did you see um, yeah. Headbanger's Journey or whatever yes. it's called? Yeah, Metal of Headbanger's Journey. Yeah, that's really good. It like goes through a ton of the subgenres. He gets crazy interviews with lots of big names. It's incredible, actually. That guy, that guy knows his stuff. Also, yeah. have you read? Um, nope. Lords of Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> he does he not, doesn't. Can't read. Tell does not read. Lords of Chaos. Has anybody no, read no, that? No. That 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 goes into the the black and uh, death metal thing. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, I watched a document documentary based, yeah. recently well, about. The, is it Sweden or Norway? Norway. It's Norway. Yeah, the church the, burnings. Church and, burnings yeah. and the dude. Yes. And that guy dude that, shot himself in the head, and they made uh, that the album cover. Dude mayhem. Ugh. Yeah, dude mayhem. Yeah. Yep. 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 I am not that into any form of music that I would kill myself for my album cover. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little. Well, much. it wasn't like for the they album. Cover. Like I mean, yeah, he killed himself, it. and sure. they were like, "That's awesome. That's the cover of our record." <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, so you want to start us out, Jason? What are your top oh five? Oh, my God, that's crazy. Do you want to, <laughs> each each so of us hard. do a top five, all, or each of us do a one, and then we keep going around? Let's all do a one. Round robin. Yeah. Round robin. Okay. All right, yeah. give me we'll your number five. It doesn't have to be in a certain list. Either. It can't be at this point, because sure. my give me mind one. is... Okay, uh, I'm going to give you one. Ready? Here it goes. Celtic Frost, Morbid Tales. Okay. Tell okay. me about this. I've never heard of it. Celtic Frost is is an amazing band uh, that started. Are they I Irish? In, no, they are European. <laughs> they started in the mid '80s, I believe, and their 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 form of metal is is, is slow but really really heavy and detuned, uh, with a lot of guttural gruntings. And um, I bought I bought Morbid Tales in high school, and it was on the back of my jean jacket up till I got up to college. You know, wow. I think I still have it somewhere, but. It, it's a huge, huge album for anybody that's into metal at all. Uh, that band has influenced scores of bands. They're they're oh. phenomenal. Yeah, and Morbid Tales is the best album. Cool. I uh, yeah, I, I took some acid to <laughs> this song called Dance Macabre uh, in high in in high school, and it really freaked me out. I bet. I think I'm still a little freaked out. But... <laughs> I, I I feel so. I've never had acid, but I feel like doing it with metal is a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, it's really stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, just doing yeah. acid is stupid, but like, it's, yeah. Oh, all right, Christine, hey, what kids. do you got? All right, I'm gonna go uh, much more mainstream and 
my first one I'm going to go with is uh, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Oh, okay. okay. Classic. Nice. Nice. Well, Classic. I mean, there's the argument right there. We might as well introduce it. But Jason. is it metal? <laughs> what would you call it? Just hard rock? I love it. It's a yeah. great album. It's a classic album. The The album art is by Robert Williams. It's like this insane album that, that changed everything. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's, it's, it's rock and roll. Okay. I, I can go with that. I, I can go with their rock and roll, but I... It's up to the, you know, well, this I is think, good. I think You're most of the subjective. I'm get yeah. for. We're hashing it out for America. For me, it bleeds enough over into hair metal. Yeah. Okay, that's a good yeah. point. It does. It's it does so the lines between hard rock and hair metal are. We'll call, yeah, it, we'll call it hard hair. Yeah, hard hair. <laughs> hard hair metal. That's amazing. I think if they played it on Headbangers Ball, it's metal, guys. That's a good one. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a, that's a good wow. 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 Good that's pretty much where it Thanks, Ricky Rackman. Ricky Rackman. If Ricky Rackman says it's metal, it's metal. All right. Wow. Well, Nicky Rackman, everybody. Let's hear, let's hear what one of Nick's choices. Uh, so, uh, my first choice is a um, band out of Baltimore. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, this band is called Hate Beak. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's by Waldo the Parrot. Uh, Beak of Putrefication is a great record. <laughs> And you guys should check it out. I, I mean, so, I pretty much, it wait, speaks for itself. This is literally a band fronted by a parrot. Yeah, Waldo, the parrot. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Come on, get with the program. Are you familiar with with, with the dog band? Please. Uh, we were just talking I, about that. I have not even finished my picks yet. <laughs> I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> I will leave I'm that for later. One. Oh, I'm now. so excited that, about your Hate Beak love. Uh, Hate Beak was um, uh, a record that I saw at Newberry Comics um, maybe like five, six years ago. And um, was thrown off because I, I found it in like the seven inch bin, and the cover is Judas Priest screaming for vengeance <laughs> with like the eagle dive bombing, but they had like redrawn it just enough so that it's the like clearly. Oh, that is amazing. It was it was really clever. Pretty, they have a great MySpace page, you guys. Oh, <laughs> really? Cool. Yeah, Not going right now. Yeah. All right, gonna good, go right good. now, okay, Nick. Uh, Aaron, what do you got? Okay, um, so I only see four choices there on your I, list. I know. I'm. Still, I'm really interested in hearing Aaron. Still undecided. Fifth one. Sure. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with my gut on the fly. Okay. Um, but fly uh, gut. but my first one, and I'll I'll leave it to you, Jason. No. Um, to to make a call. Um, Chromag's Age of Quarrel. Is is it on? Well, I wanted to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It's it's one of those weird albums that is like like so firmly rooted in hardcore, but like there's guitar solos and there's like these really long like instrumental buildups, like the kind of thing that you would never see in hardcore at the time. Um, but it's like it is a it's such a heavy album, so good. I I love that you mentioned that. I I, I totally agree. Um, if I can say, oh please. So what was happening in hardcore at that time? And being the old jerk that I am, <laughs> I used to go see Chromags at CB's with Agnostic Front, another band oh, nice. who 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 jumped on that. Uh, uh, crossover metal bandwagon, right? Not bandwagon, but all, a lot of bands seem to be doing it. DRI did it around mm-hmm. the same period. They released an album called Crossover that that was really metally, whereas before they were just they were a hardcore band, yep. a punk band. And then Chromax came out with Age of Quarrel, which everything you said, you know, it's got a, a bunch of guitar solos, really heavy drums, and you know, it was was a was a metal album with. Punk leanings in a way, yeah, super and hardcore sensibilities and like hardcore and kids like who lived on the street, like weren't just like making up this fantasy of exactly. like what metal it is. Like, they, like these were guys who were like yeah, Harley and John near, Joseph, like, Harry Krishna, yep. uh, compounds and would like <laughs> beg and steal for money on the streets. Yeah, uh, John Joseph's Diary of a Cro Magnon, amazing. Book yeah, I want to read that about. 
crazy hardcore metal lunatics. Yeah, those guys are amazing. I it's, then another album that came out at the same time was Agnostic Front's Cause for Alarm, I think, yep. which was very metally. So th- there was this whole thing happening in New York hardcore more than anywhere where like SOD came out around the same yep. time, right? And that was like a metal album that was kind of a jokey metal album. Um but I I would say that Age of Quarrel exists in the metal war- sphere. I I don't know. I didn't put it in my top 5, but I put it down as like an important album in metal. Yep. You know? So cool. right on. Awesome. Right. Yeah, right on. Good discussion, Sean. Yeah. What do you got? Well, this is going to get really confusing because uh my pick would be uh Cro-Magnon no. Uh, from 1969, their album Cave Rock, also known as Ooh. Orgasm. Ooh. Uh, they have a song on there that you, that the, probably the, the only song anybody really knows from that is uh, the song Caledonia, which is ridiculous. It's so heavy. It start, it's like the perfect song if you have an alarm clock that plays music, because it starts <laughs> off with sort of like nice sounding bagpipes, and then it's just people banging on rocks and stuff and screaming, <laughs> and it's awesome. It's so heavy. Wow. Uh, and progressive, it's it's amazing. So Proto metal, yeah, in a way, right? it really was. It 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 it, it started off. I think they were just trying to be psychedelic, but it psychedelic that went really really heavy. <laughs> it's like sounds like sludge. Oh wow! Um, it's it's you know, it, it's really 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 good. Um, nice. it's probably my favorite metal album, uh, though I'm not doing my picks in any particular order. Right. Yeah. So what year was it? 1969. So like Iron Butterfly-ish. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but actually way heavier than Wow. Uh, yeah, I think I in my opinion. But they one of the thing that's great is um so this album was put out, probably 10 people bought it, it disappeared. Nobody heard about it again for a while uh, and it got picked up again. Um and then renamed from Orgasm to Cave Rock, but the recording sessions were crazy. Uh they were they just had this little studio in New York City. Uh, where they were recording, it was just sort of this makeshift studio, and they were from Connecticut. And every now and then, they would just go be like, oh, we need one more voice, or we need one more sound. We don't even care what it is. And they would go down on the street and just grab whatever homeless guy was down there. <laughs> and this was the middle of summer when they were recording it, and one of the one of the famous things that happened was uh, the guy went downstairs, and there was a homeless gentleman in a full winter coat and a winter hat in the middle of summer in New York City, uh, with a vacuum cleaner, just walking around with a vacuum cleaner. So they invited him upstairs, plugged in the vacuum cleaner, and had him play vacuum on a couple of tracks. <laughs> yeah, this, the album is, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah uh, no, I do not believe he is. They do talk about I'm him. Writing all the time. it down, I actually want to. I'm gonna. The album's it. amazing. It's it it it's it's so ahead of its time. It's ridiculous. Wow, mental. Yeah. Deep cut. Well done. Cut. You stumped even Jason. That's well pretty done. Cool. Wow. Well, I was. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, uh, where have I have I heard that? I don't know. Uh, I'll heard play it. it for you later. Are you in a blue cheer at all? Not really. Around the same time period. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard. I've heard them. Yeah, another yeah. like proto metal yep. band. Sorry. Cool. I don't have any good deep cuts. I like metal, but I don't know a, a, a wide swath of it. You're a music so I, lover. I won't have many surprises here, probably. So I'll, I'll start with um, my pick: Man of War's "Fighting the World." Nice. Okay. All so, right. Take uh, a Nicely done, Man of Warrior. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. Um, so that album has the tracks Carry On, which is amazing. Uh, Defender. So the song Defender has a narrator. It tells a whole story. That narrator is Orson friggin' Wells. It's one of the last things he did before he died. That and Transformers. Going out on a high note. And eat peas. Yep. yep. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. You should check it out, if, if for nothing else, than Orson Wells, Wells on a metal album. And then the song Black Wind, Fire, and Steel is pretty awesome. I feel like... 
I feel like Manowar are are the are the the tip not they're like the top of the pyramid for like warrior metal. You know what yeah. I mean? Like beast metal. Like Fantasy. if a metal band was in Beastmaster, <laughs> yes, it'd be Manowar. They are know? the ideal, right? They're the ideal. Like wearing pelts yeah. and oh, absolutely. You know. Singing about be fantasy metal, yeah. Into glory, Bride. Fantasy yeah. Metal, yeah. Power metal, power metal, definitely power metal. But... Ross the Boss, yeah, yeah. Brought, yeah, brought a lot to that band. Yeah, I love Ross the Boss. Um, uh, it was close between that and Battle Hymns, which is their first. Battle album. Hymns is their big one, right? Jason and I actually caught them this past year. They, they came to <laughs> the Worcester Palladium. I got yelled at. Uh, that's right. And they uh, <laughs> the, the tour they were doing, they were playing all the way through their first album, Battle Hymns, which is pretty. Great. Is Battle Hymns it the, was uh, amazing. the album with um, uh, The Gods Made Heavy Metal? No. That's, okay. uh, that's a little that's later. Awesome. Is yeah. that a Louder Than Hell? That's yeah. Louder Than Hell. Right? I, I, I'd never seen Man of War. And, you know, and I went with Paul Lyons, an artist here at Harmonix, who, you know, since the day he was conceived, had been listening in the womb to Man of War <laughs> and has not stopped up, to, up until this moment, you know, and still going on. He's right. like, Man of War is like the end all for him. And I, I remember we went and... Uh, I just, I just remember it being amazing. Yeah, like, it was phenomenal. People were so into it, singing every, every song, every, oh, yeah. every word, just so, so deeply into it. And him stop. Uh, what's his name? Joey. Stopping, Joey DeMaio. Yeah. Joey DeMaio stopping the show at at certain times. He'd be like, you know, the the metal, co- the what is it? The label, the labels want us to sell out. We'll never sell it out. Yeah. You know, like, it was like a cross between, <laughs> between like WWF and yeah. Metal oh band. yeah, it was amazing. And he that stopped the show. and He's like, hey brother, and you know. He's like pointing to a guy in the rafters, and he's like, "Hey, you know, up up there." And he's like, "Let me see that shirt." And the guy shows a shirt, and it's from like '87. He's like, "Look at that shirt, everybody! 1989 tour over Ireland. See those colors? We had that printed at a place in Jersey. They don't run. Look at the quality of that shirt." And the guy's we always like, yeah. sell quality shirts, brother. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. And what did he yell at you about? Oh, he he told. He's like, "Oh, everybody, be quiet! Everybody, be quiet!" Blah blah blah. You know, and, and I. uh and I, I, I can scream really loud yes. sometimes. <laughs> no. And I scream really, really loud, and all these people are around me. And he, he goes, and he, he, he swore a bit. And he's like, shut up, you! And he, like, pointed at in my general direction. Everybody around me is like, ooh! <laughs> it was amazing. They, if anyone, let's say you're maybe not into metal, and you are a nerd, I feel like Manowar is a great entry point, because it's, they are the Lord of the Rings of the metal. I was just going to say, if you like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That's yeah. a great call. They're uh, a gateway. But the other, so, so it's great. They, they sing about a few things. It's all about uh, um, crazy fantasy stories, battles right. and wars. Right. Um, the other thing they love to sing about is themselves. Yes, yeah. they do. They're the loudest band in the world. Are. Yes, yes that's right. Yeah, this, this uh, Fighting the World has a song called Blow Your Speakers. With rock and roll. Or uh, the, the other album has All Men Play on 10. All Men Play on 10. They have a song called uh, uh, three, The Four Kings or something. What is it? It's the one that says, Man of War, Man of War, living on the road. Uh, when we're in town, speakers explode. <laughs> we no, don't no. attract wimps because we're, we're too, too loud. loud. Just real metal people. That's, That's Man, Man of War's crowd. crowd. Oh, so <laughs> other bands play Man of War Kills. Yeah. It's so good. So true, right, everybody? So true. <laughs> actually, actually, Battle Hymns has a Manowar song, too, called Manowar. It goes, Manowar, born to live forevermore. <laughs> the right to conquer every shore, Manowar. Oh, so good. They so are awesome. amazing. So awesome. Uh, Manowar's Kings of Metal is actually one of my top five. Good. Well done. Good Definitely choice. on the list. Good choice. I, uh, I put it on there um, mostly for the metal cover of Flight of the Bumblebee. Yes. Nice. Also good. <laughs> That's to be 
their their bass player um, uh, is Joey DeMaio, right? Yeah, he's the yeah. who's also uh, like the, the the leader of the band. Yep. Um, oh, he sure is. And he that song is all him playing bass. Really, Flight of the Bumblebee on is bass. Is that him? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, he's awesome. It's crazy. Anyway, I, you guys brought something up that we should return to at some point, maybe future podcast. But to me, every real metal band or every real band should have a road song. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. And that's what like we yep. are the road crew, yep. right? I agree. Yeah, that's, sure. that's all I'm saying. Cool, like you brought Agreed. it up. They have one. So. Agreed. Well, let's Agreed. let's keep Done. the round robin going. We'll come let's back go. to Jason. What do you? What else you got? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is really hard. Um, all right, so I say Celtic Frost. So they're like an older band. Um, man, I have a lot of older stuff, and I have some Fine. new stuff. Uh, okay, this is I'm going with an older pick, but to me, it's a very a very important metal band. Uh, a very important metal album. Uh, this album, I think, was their third album, but it, it was it was a, a break from how they normally recorded and how they and what they normally put out. In that, it was mid tempo metal rather than thrash. And the band is Slayer, Ooh, and the nice. album is South of Heaven. Um, and if you, if you talk to Slayer fans, it's all Arena Blood, right? It's all you know. It's all that, and which is great. Or Haunting the Chapel, which is awesome. Uh, but for me, that this album is. They slowed it down a bit, and they got more powerful and evil, you know. And I really, I really dig it. Rick Rubin produced it, I believe, oh. um, and I, I feel like he really struck lightning with these guys with with this album. I love, it. I love every track. I still listen to this album probably a couple times a week, even now. A Couple times a week. Yeah, probably. Yeah, wow. I love it. I love this album. Good choice. I've never gotten sick of it. It's amazing. Slayer are an amazing band. So there you go. There you go. Anybody have anything to say about that? No, Sl- Slayer always used to terrify me. Like yeah. when I when I like first started getting into metal. Me too. Like, you see like patches in like uh, record stores or stuff, or you see the album covers, and they always had like super creepy album covers, and uh and like just like the pentagram logo with like Slayer in the the pentagram. It's like I don't. That's scary. Yes, it's totally scary. I, should, I don't. I shouldn't be listening to that. Yeah, it was kind of evil, which yeah. I loved. I loved that they pushed the envelope, you know. And you had like fans carving Slayer into their arms, and there were pictures of them. Yep. Phenomenal. I had Rain and Blood on my... Yeah, Rain and Blood. Oh, it was Rain and Blood so, or Seasons in the Abyss. For I love both of those albums. It's hard to pick. It is. How do you pick it? It's, it how do I feel today? <laughs> how do you so, feel today? You feel? <laughs> well, today I felt like Rain and Blood. Mm-hmm. It's a Rain and Blood kind of but thing. I, I love Rain and Blood, but I don't ever feel like Rain and Blood is the album for me. For me, it was like the album for me because that was like when I was when I was growing up, like as a kid, like that was like the, the album. Like it was that, and then I had Seasons in the Abyss, and I just I remember I have fond you memories. Skipped South of Heaven. What's up with that? I don't know why that happened. You went, you went, Rain of Blood. Do 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 do. Seasons in the Abyss. <laughs> what do I know? I was in middle school. And, and you Back could off. You could even, could even <laughs> pick on little kids. We, 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 <laughs> we could even argue that Seasons in the Abyss is not really a great Slayer album. Half of it is good. The other half is kind of filler. Sorry. Right. Wow. Uh, wow. He's crying. Guys, choice. you made Nick cry. Just, I don't think we should argue. <laughs> no, no, we're not arguing. I love you. Christine, wow. what is it? What do you got? I'm going back to the hair metal <laughs> nice. um, with Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood. Oh, yeah. Classic. Very nice. Classic. I got a That's tap a from album. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, I really enjoy their first album, but yes. Yeah. Love. I actually, that's. I picked it for the same reason you picked The Raining Blood. I grew up on that album. Right. Mm-hmm. I listened to it you know, with my uncle as a kid. Like, just such a good. You were and listen- it's in Rock Band. I was so excited when it came to Rock Band. Yeah. You were listening to Motley Crue with your uncle yeah. as a kid? Yeah. When I was, was Harley? When, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was born, my uncle was 15, and he had um, would get mistaken for Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> what? Uh, really? Had, like, 
long hair. He looked like he belonged in a hair metal Couldn't band. Stop. Smiling. That is awesome. <laughs> I actually I have a great solos. picture of. Um, t- I'll send you a picture later. I have a great picture of the two of us at a wedding, and his hair is better than mine. Wow. <laughs> oh my god! Awesome. That's excellent. Your yeah. uncle rules. Yeah, he's Your the best. Pretty cool. He's the best. Now he's actually. <laughs> He's gonna hate me for saying this, but he is uh, now bald and an Air Force uh, guy. So. Happens really? to us all. Yeah. <laughs> sure does. Sure does. Uh, that's funny. I have a memory. So my sister had Doctor Feelgood, and I remember when my parents got their first car with a CD player in it. We were gonna take a road trip, and my sister was like, "Oh, what do you want to bring?" And I was like, "Oh, how about Doctor Feelgood?" And she she had to explain to me it wasn't adult appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> like our parents wouldn't approve. That's a big, big part of the appeal of metal, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Cool, Nick. Uh, Nick, do you want to go or did you rebel music? Uh, I just wanted to talk about Motley Crue real fast. Okay. I feel like I feel like that was I love that album, but it's the least metal of their albums. Wow, as long yeah, as yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out the devil. Shout out the devil's right, right, more right. metal. Yeah. Than that. Whereas their first album is more hair metal than anything, or rock right. and roll, which is really good. But I, I just want to say that. that Interesting. I just put that out okay. There. Yeah, I, agree. I love that album. Though. I agree. I picked that one. I think. This album is the one that I can listen to straight through, like as an album. Mm-hmm. Unless we're going with favorites, not going with what's the no. Most we are, and, and you know, and, and she, you raise a great point. It's all about what you're going through at that moment. And metal, as when we're all kids, like a lot of it speaks to us, so it makes sense. True, Nick. Uh, so my next pick, I'm really, I'm really into vocalists. Some people like, you know, I like guitarists. I'm, I'm big into vocalists. Sure. So um, two of my favorite vocalists are uh, Budgie and Basil of K-Ninus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned it earlier. You almost blew up my spot. Uh, this is a band that's fronted by uh, two pit bulls. <laughs> um, What's more metal than that? And I, I mean, again, kind of like Hate Beak. It speaks for itself. You should look it up. I mean, it's pretty so, great. Yeah. So, Great. That's it. So when we come back around, heard... we'll see if I can come up with another animal. Yeah, I can't wait for the <laughs> next animal metal choice. Yeah, it's true. That's it's true. Sad. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Way to bring the room yeah. down. Sorry about that. Dedicated to you, Sorry about budgie. that. Yeah, pour one out. <laughs> Aaron, what do you got? Wow. Dio, um, budgie. My, uh, my next album is uh, Municipal Wastes, Hazardous Mutation. <laughs> oh, oh, Kendall's getting up and running around. <laughs> I'm totally doing the mosh pit for Municipal Wastes. Doing a circle slam. Uh, Holy sh- man, I had that on mine. Really? Yes. Uh, it, I I am not like super into thrash metal. I'm not I'm not like a huge metal fan in general. Uh, but it was an album that uh, like a few people had recommended to me, um, and and so I picked it up like kind of on a whim. Um, like I I liked that they had like jokey song titles. It's like oh, thrashing of the Christ. That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, guilty of being tight. The minor threat. A uh, little play on minor threat. So good. Um, and uh. And then, like, as soon as the album starts, like, it, like you want to just drive a bulldozer through a preschool. Like, it is <laughs> wow. very much. Wow. It's, like, it's, it's that kind of metal. Like, it's just so fast. But they, at no point well during the album, ever take themselves seriously. Um, they have a song that's all about John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, wow. They have uh, sound clips from Phantasm. Uh, yep. it's, it's, like, very kind of tongue-in-cheeky. Um, they went on to do stuff like the art of partying, like very that like, great. like party driven thrash nice. stuff. Um, but it is just like the whole album rips from beginning to end, just like absolutely nonstop. I couldn't agree more. I, I'm with it. Uh, and, and actually, as you're talking about municipal waste, I wanted to just bring up SOD again, if I could. So like the '80s had SOD as that filled that space. Does that and the stand aughts, for something? SOD is Stormtroopers Storm of, of Death. death. Oh. With their great, with their with their famous song uh, "Speak English or Die," right? <laughs> Very f- t- tongue firmly in, in cheek, right? Okay. 
And I, it was some guys from Anthrax, right? <laughs> Newt Gingrich is using it on the campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He totally should use that. Amazing. Um, but I feel like sort of joke metal, metal that's like tongue in cheek, that but yet is really, really heavy and really thrashy at times. That's that's sort of like SOD. Yep. Municipal Waste. I love that album, man. Cool. So good. Well done. Jason's proud of you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you did it. I did, did it, guys. You did it, Aaron. I'm I proud to it. work with you guys. All I right. Well, Sean, what do you got? Um... All right, I have I have one. I'm saving for later, but I think it's on all of our lists. So maybe I'll just <laughs> chime in when somebody else says it. But I want to bring up uh, one that I really liked. It's uh, from 1997. Ooh. It's a uh, non-compass Mentis's "Smile When You Hate," mm. which is they're from Vermont and they're the scariest band that I've ever seen. They all dress up in uh, orange prison jumpsuits, and they're the only band that, while playing, I thought they would actually kill me. <laughs> what? Um, really? Wow. Yeah, the game, yeah, it's amazing. Their, wow. their, their stuff is... It, I hadn't, up until that point, I hadn't heard anything quite like it. Um, they do have a few tracks that you can find on the internet. Uh, a good one is uh, Beauty Queen. Is a really good... Uh, it doesn't sound like a very metal song, but it is. He does not like that beauty queen, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, they're really intense and uh, pretty awesome. They're out of Vermont. Uh, the album was produced by Glenn Robinson, who was the producer for Guar. Oh, awesome. So, awesome. Uh, yeah, he and uh, and so yeah, that it's it's not it does have a slightly monster the sort of feel to it, but in the way that you're actually scared, where it doesn't it's not jokey at all. It's legitimately terrifying. Wow. It's awesome. I love it. Man, come out of left field. That's awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. That's how I do. This is great. That's how we do. I'm learning. <laughs> Damn. All right. Cool. Uh, let's see. Which one should I do next? Um, it's hard, right? So so my, my favorite metal band by far is Iron Maiden. I'm with it. Yeah. By far. I listen to them way more often than any of these other ones on my list. Um, choosing my favorite Iron Maiden album was hard. Really hard. Yeah, you you gotta like. Are you a Deano person? Right. They got or different eras. Dickinson they got person. different singers. Yeah. I'm a Dickinson person, but I like the Deano. I knew stuff. that. I do like the Deano stuff, but like Dickinson's operatic singing is just so over the top and so good. Can't get enough of it. So I went with not a surprise. I went with Number of the Beast. Almost every song on that album, from start to finish, is great. You got obviously Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills, uh, Hallowed Be Thy Name. 22 Acacia Avenue. I love that song. It's almost a ba- starts out like a ballad, but yep. it's not. Yep. Uh, the Prisoner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love that Iron Maiden would just write songs based on movies, TV shows, and yep. books. Yeah. Sure. Flight of Icarus. Not off yeah. that, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, that's probably, like, if you ever want to get an Iron Maiden, start there. Because, like, you almost can't go wrong in that album. If you are a Bruce Dickinson guy. Yeah, you know, that album is would you so... Go, what would you so, do? Killers? Well, for me, I really did Killers, right? Yeah. I like Deano a lot, but Killers I love Dickinson, too. It's really hard to choose. Um, I think, yeah, if, you, if you're just... If you haven't gotten into Iron Maiden yet, and you want to get into Iron Maiden, I think Number of the Beast is actually the, the place to go. And then if you, you know, if you like it, then go back to self-titled and Killers. Definitely. Because there's only two. That's know? right. But Whereas the Dickinson era is just ongoing. There's yep. tons of stuff. Well, then there was what's his name who kind of filled oh, in for a few right, years. Right, and that right, guy was right. terrible. Yeah, I, I don't remember his name. I chose to forget him. He's bad, but <laughs> they, uh, the only thing I remember about that guy is one of the albums they did with him. They did a song about Braveheart. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. The chorus is "Freedom." I, I it. oh. It's, it's uh, amazing. Pretty That's bad. Pretty well, we all pretty have our good. misfires. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, man, Iron Maiden, definitely the best shows I've ever been to. I've seen them, I think, four or five times. So over the top. Gigantic sets, giant uh, monsters that come out. Eddie comes out on stage. Uh, get this. First time I saw Iron Maiden, a friend had the le- friend couldn't take his ticket, so he's like, "You want this one? All right." It was third row, what center at the Worcester Centrum. It was a f- the three bands on the bill were Motorhead, Dio, and then Iron Maiden. Wow! Oh my wow. god! That was my first That's Iron Maiden show. That is an amazing Should, show. Yeah. Tell me, how did this dream end? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> with Bruce Dickinson jumping up in front of my face. Wow. Eddie coming across. He pulled you up on stage to dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's so. The motor Motorhead opened. Yeah. At like six o'clock. Yeah, with the lights on, right? Yes. Yeah. Like Classic. we caught the end of his sex. We we're like, "There's no way they're gonna start the show at six. Um, Classic. But yeah, that show Vintage in particular, Central. they had they had, the Eddie, <laughs> they had the Eddie, which is like their mascot that came out on stage, is on stilts or whatever. But they also had the giant Eddie that was in the back of the stage. Basically, the entire backdrop was this like bust of Eddie, and they did this whole thing where his the top of his head came off. And they implanted a brain into it, and he started shaking. Awesome. It was so theatrical and over the top. And then the Nico McBrain came out through the brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that convert, that's what made me a lifelong fan oh. of Iron Maiden. Do you remember sitting next to Nico? I remember, um, yeah, I, I met him with you at NAM, mm-hmm. uh, And then John Pardo, who's not here, got to uh, pee next to Nico McBrain. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, he was in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, hey, paradiddles? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Great drummer, not a very handsome man. He's an awesome wow. dude. He yeah. loves rock wow. band. It's like someone he, ran he, his face over. Uh, when the Beatles good. rock band came uh, out, he was really all into it. Yeah, Remember seeing great. videos of him playing it? Yep. Yeah. Because he apparently is a um, a Pearl guy. Yeah, he's a he's a, uh, he's not, a Ludwig, uh, Ludwig guy. That's what I mean. He's a Ludwig, Ludwig guy. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, big, big fan of the Beatles rock band, fan of the rock band series. We love him. Yep. We yeah, love Iron Maiden. Yeah. I would kill to get more Iron Maiden. We all would. Well, we've already got like... 35 songs, That's right? not true. You're thinking no. of Queen. Oh. <laughs> You're thinking of the Foo Fighters. That's not the same band? I always get them confused. <laughs> All right, Jason, what do you got? Let's keep this rolling. All right, I'm going to go, um, you know, following Sean's lead, I'm going to go um, with something that's not that well-known. And, and also, uh, following your lead, Christine, um, it may not be metal. You know, I, I think it's metal. I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a kind of metal that influenced a lot of bands. The band is called Carp. Um... This band existed in the 90s in in the Northwest, like Seattle, Portland. Uh, CARP stands for Kill All Redneck Pricks. Sorry. Okay. Um, All right. Okay. And CARP, uh, one of the guys from CARP is now uh, the the founder of Big Business. Have you ever listened to Big Business at all? Played with no. the Melvins a lot. Oh, uh, cool. CARP are this sort of like sludge, punk rock, really fast, heavy band that hmm. are one of my all-time favorite bands. They weren't sub-pop, were they? No. They weren't. I think they might have been on AMREP at some point. I'm not sure. Uh, but they, they're phenomenal. I, if, if anybody's interested in metal or like fast metal or noisy metal, uh, I would say go pick up Carp. And I, that's all I pretty much have to say about it other than uh, they're, they're not around anymore. Their drummer died in a fishing accident, I believe. Yikes. And they, they didn't go on. Yeah. Fishing. Right. Wow. Right. Good one. Wow. Um, so I'll leave you. I'll leave you with one of my favorite songs by Carp. I'll leave you with the lyrics, uh, which you know are not the most metal, but the the song's called "Forget the Minions," and I I, I love it. <laughs> Forget the minions; they're on their own. When they protest it, they'll piss and moan. 
caught in a windstorm, blow me away. While on the subject of give and take, the filthy scoundrels, bleh, scoundrels, I let them eat cake. filthy scoundrels. Yes. <laughs> that's a metal band. I need water. Filthy grundles. <laughs> that's my next choice. Sorry. That's, that's my crust punk band. Carp. Cool. Big Megasis uh, influence. All right. Take it, Christine. Let's let's uh, All right, so try to blow through the rest here. This isn't going to go over well in this room, and oh, I'm actually boy. really glad Uh-oh. that John Drake's not here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, Justin I, Bieber. No. I listen to a lot of newer, new metal stuff um, that most of the people new? here don't like. Um, so I had to include something from Avenged Sevenfold, uh, who's probably been influenced by all of the bands we're talking about today and isn't like highest on the list of, of metal in this crowd. But... Um, I actually didn't want to listen to that band because their name sounded like an emo band to me, Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, I avoided them mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, And then somebody whose taste in music I trust had their poster in his office. I was like, oh, maybe I should check them out and actually really, really enjoyed the City of Evil album. So that was on my list. Still listen to it. It's actually not even my favorite album by them, but um, it's what got me into the band. Someone that, here in their not, office? Not going to disagree no, no, no. with that. It was actually uh, somebody I used to work with. Okay. Yeah, that's that's completely that's, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Right yeah. No I, judgment. Yeah, no, no judgment. See, somewhere, well, somewhere, in America, <laughs> somewhere in America, John Drake's judging you right now. He doesn't know why. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know why, but his ears like, are burning. My cell phone's going to ring. Yeah. I'm talking about those bands again, aren't you? <laughs> I don't get deeply into Avenged Sevenfold, but like when I do hear it, I'm like, yeah, this is good metal. This yeah. Is, I like them. And amazing live band. Like, they're Albums are good. I cannot believe M. Shadow's voice live. Stunning. 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 I've seen them perform live, and and they do perform Avenged Sevenfold very well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, actually, they're not. The guy that brought in Hate Beak. Hate Beak is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no, they're they're, they're not a bad band. They're technically they're they're good, and they were a good live band. I think I feel like all their music sounds like the music from Castlevania. Like that's a good all thing. All of it sounds like Castlevania. That's awesome. But that's a good thing. I yes, that is a good thing. So that's all I got to say about that. Castlevania. All right. <laughs> all right your turn. Yeah, I, your turn. I, I, no, more no more animal bands. No more animal bands here. Real bands. Not even bands with animal names in the title. Wasp. <laughs> yes. Wasp. <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wasp. Nice. Um. So I again, like this is really hard to pick five like your favorite albums, and I. I I couldn't do it. I'm, so I'm could, not going to do it. I couldn't do it I'll either. say these are my five, but it's going to change. Five right? of the moment. They right. are five albums that you enjoy. Right. right. So this is, this is an album that I probably haven't sat down and listened to in like 15 or 20 years. Wow. And that does, that's not because I don't like it. It's just because, I don't know. This is one of the albums that, for me, it's sort of got me in into metal and, and rock oh, wow. a little bit when I was a kid. And it was, I found a vinyl of Black Sabbath's Paranoid in my house. Yes. It's on um, my list. I have it right on all of our lists. <laughs> it is just so good. I mean, to this day, it's really it good. Yeah. I, I don't think I've sat down and listened to it from beginning to end in a yeah. long time. I've listened to you know, like, so, like Four Pigs and you know, right. millions of times since then. It's just, it's just a great, it's a great record. Um, Phenomenal. It, record. it holds up to this day. I was, I yeah. did listen to it earlier. Today. The production is amazing. Yeah, it's, on it's it. just yeah. fantastic. So. And I, I think it was on your list. Yeah, this too. is on my, on my list. list too. I, I on my still, list. Well, it was the, it was the first time I ever heard metal um, and I still remember exactly where I was uh, I was my uncle who was uh, you know a little bit older than me his name's Ozzy Osbourne uh, his name's Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> no he hey. my uncle my uncle John he drove we you know he, I rode in his car over to our great grandmother's house and or my great grandmother's house his grandmother and uh, I remember just sitting in her driveway and he had the eight track of Paranoid in there <laughs> and I remember he was like listen to this and it was, oh, and it was Iron awesome. Man 
And I was scared to death for weeks. And it, but I loved it, but I, I was scared to death, and I had never heard anything like that in my house. I was probably four or five years old. Awesome. And nice. it was amazing. That Yeah, that's, that album is that album's everything. I feel like War Pigs is like, it still hasn't been touched. Oh, I agree. Nope. Like to, I know, I know that metal, metal definitely. Too. There's some metal that yeah. gets political or whatever, but like that is such a statement. But it's such a badass song too. Like even just the structure of the song is so different than everything else. Well, that's the thing about Sabbath is that they're they're like jazz heads. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. And, and the way the way he plays drums too, it's a, those, they, they that's started jazz. Out. Phils. I mean, that's, they like that's where they started. Yeah, they were bluesy yeah. jazz band before. Yeah. Yeah. So the st- the song structure is a little bit more interesting, yeah, you know, and great. it's not like heavy handed, you know. It's phenomenal, and also, I mean, Naomi's tone yeah. is insane. Totally. So yeah, I had actually um, Paranoid and then Sabotage or Self Titled. I couldn't choose. Nice. I really yeah. like Sabotage. Hole in the Sky. Let's do it. Jason, do you still have your shrine of Black Sabbath in your office? No, I take it down. I did have a shrine. Have a shrine. Yeah, here at Harmonics to Black Sabbath. It was good. It was also a little bit creepy because it was, it was a like a, a real deal shrine. Like, yeah, I made a shrine. Yeah. With like weird voodoo candles yeah. I picked up in yep. New Orleans yep. when I was touring down there. Yep. So now harmonics is haunted. I've heard fairies wear boots. Confirmed tonight? Uh, you you got to believe. <laughs> me. <laughs> well done. Aaron, next. Oh, uh, geez. Um, my, uh, my next pick is, uh, is local. Ooh, uh, nice. Local, near and dear to my heart. Dropkick Murphys? Uh, yeah. Dropkicks. You know? <laughs> uh, Mike McCool. Dropkicks. Aerosmith. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Pipefitters Local 141. <laughs> <laughs> the Ducky Boys. I love it. Uh, no, uh, The Red Chord. Um, yeah. From, uh, from Riviera. Right on. Um, their first album, Fused Together in Revolving Doors. Um, I went to uh, high school um, with Mike, a.k.a. Gunface, the guitarist for the Red Chord, <laughs> um, and he was the one that like really started getting me into metal. Like he would like he would come into like computer science class and be like, "You gotta check out this Opeth album. Like Opeth is amazing and over and Dimo Boguer." And I was like, this <laughs> "Crazy like Norwegian." Black he always metal demands band. that we pronounce it that way. Well like, done. You gotta roll the R. Dimo Boguer. <laughs> and it would always be like like this weird air of mystery where it'd be like. This was recorded in a forest in Norway around a forest <laughs> fire at midnight. I'd be like, "This is so crazy!" I love stuff like that. That's amazing. Yeah. You always have one person like that when you're growing yep. up that shows you all that. Um, and uh, and that was uh, and that was Gunface for me. Um, Gunface. And then he uh, like he was in a couple different bands um, throughout high school, and then um, once I went off to college, um, and I saw the first show that he played with the Red Chord. Uh, at a YMCA in Revere. Awesome. Uh, in, like, their gym. Um, and now they're on Century Media. Like, they are, like, playing these huge metal festivals in Europe. Um, they've got, like, four or five albums out under their belts now. Uh, and, like, for me personally, it was awesome seeing that trajectory from, like, playing VFWs and, like, Bill's Bar and on, like, a weeknight uh, and then going to, like, playing huge arenas and being on this metal label that they absolutely loved. Um but fused together in revolving doors was like that first album is like kind of tech metal, kind of death metal, like yeah. kind of along the same lines as maybe like Dillinger Escape Plan, where they have like a little bit of like hardcore leaning as well. Um, but uh, like super double bass, like crazy, like growling guttural vocals. Um, there's this one bit in this song where there's like this shrill guitar note that I could never place, and then when I saw them live. Um, Mike picks the guitar up and he yells into the strings to get the note. 
like like one of those weird, crazy technical things where they're like super proficient, just like absolutely amazing. Cool. See, see, all your picks. Uh, it seems to me are are well, the picks I'm hearing are are connected in some way or some somehow to the hardcore scene. Yeah, right. Which is amazing, and, and that's a, such a good call. I thought. And I wonder if on your list there, Converge is on that list. Convert, like there was a whole section of metalcore bands yes. where I didn't know like where on the line they fell. I love Converge, Me Petitioning too. the Empty Skies, yeah. like such an unbelievable it album. It really is. Uh, Cave-In, um, also oh, like, right. Cut Cave-in. from the Same Cloth. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, yes. Until Your Heart Stops, like all these. Yeah, because like, they straddle, right? Like there's a lot of metal in there, but yeah. they're still hardcore and it's almost sort of art rock too at times yeah yeah for sure and and converge like uh or not uh not converge cave in rather kind of like went in this weird like spacey kind of like psych metal route uh with later albums but like the first stuff is super super metallic um like that's that's really the that's probably the stuff that i listen to the most but i tried to like find stuff that was more like pure right i saw converge actually last year um or maybe it was a year and a half ago. It was the Death Clock Mastodon High on Fire Converge Tour. Yep. I saw it in Portland. And I was with some people out in Portland. And I'm like, oh, cool. So we got to get there for Converge, right? So we get there and I'm on the floor. I'm like, all right, so just get ready because when Converge hits, this place is going to erupt. You know, because I'm used to Converge shows in Boston. Yep. Or Converge shows in New England, which are insane. Yeah. People like every, people bananas. levitate, you know? And, <laughs> and the first note hit. And all these kids just wanted metal, you know, and they were like confused because, hey, yeah. these guys have short hair. That's weird. You know, <laughs> and this, you know, it wasn't like the the, the serial metal they're used to. So yep. it was it was a weird show, but it was awesome. Sorry. All right. We have uh, like three minutes left. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I'm going to go with another deep cut then since people are probably going to cover the other things I did. Um, I'm going to go with this one's a toss up. Uh, scissor fight. Yes. <laughs> with either uh, New Hampshire or Guaranteed to Kill. To me, it's. Those are their two best albums. I can't really pick between the two. New Hampshire was huge for me, but Guaranteed to Kill was sort of the entry point. It's just in- lyrically, they're amazing. Yeah, Iron uh, Lung, man. Live shows, they're amazing. Uh, the albums are just incredible to listen to. You can't go wrong with Scissor Fight. It's not, Boom. not possible. Boom. Boom. All right. Um, mine is also on your list. Uh, Pantera's Vulgar Display of Power. Yes, it's on yeah, my list too. Boom. Belongs oh, there. So good. That's one of the few albums, like as a as a, a teenager, I had where it was like that quintessential metal thing, where it was like, oh, I'm letting out my aggression by listening to this. <laughs> uh, I don't like these peas, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, walk, mouth for war, uh, effing hostile. Yep. Such great, angry songs. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jason, let's uh, let's do a lightning round. A uh, lightning round. Ready? Here we go. Sleep Holy Mountain, uh, Melvin's Houdini. I'm just going to give you a bunch of that, that are left okay. on. Names every album ever. <laughs> ever. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Sleep Holy Mountain is a super important album in metal. And then Sleep just, is the band? Yeah, Sleep okay. is the band. Uh, early High and Fire. Okay. Um, and then uh, Merciful Fate, Melissa, Mastodon, Leviathan. Um, and I just want to say for, for recent bands, uh, I caught Ghost at the Middle East. Uh, their new album, Opus, is, is phenomenal. Uh, Black Breath, Heavy Breathing. They're a cross between hardcore and mm-hmm. metal. They're phenomenal. Blood Ceremony, new album. Boom. All right. Done. Christine, what do you got left? Um, so I couldn't decide between uh, my two favorite Pantera albums. So I had Vulgar Display of Power on my list, and I have Cowboys from Hell. Nice. Love, love. Is it, which one is that Saw on? Saw on uh, that tour. Wow. Yeah, nice. Cemetery Gates. Gates. Cemetery Gates is oh, amazing. I, I couldn't not have that on the list. That riff, so weird and awesome. Yeah. 
All right, Nick. All right, another one I listened to a lot when I was uh, growing up as a kid, Death's Individual Thought Pattern. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of right. That. A lot of that. And that we have one minute to go to a yep. meeting, so I'm not yep. going to say anything else okay. about it. Okay, good. Aaron, what do you okay. got left? Anything? I was good. really, really on the fence about putting Metallica on my list because okay. I feel like it's kind of like the obvious it's thing. It's on my list. Right, right. And it's you've on got my obvious list. Ride the Lightning stories. I do. Yeah, I, um, I do. And like do? it was uh, the Binge and Purge, the live set, was the first Metallica album that I really listened to. Um, has like awesome covers of Misfits and Queen stuff in there. Um, but I'm not putting them on my top five <laughs> because, like, specifically because they take themselves too seriously. You said it. And that's not what I like in my metal stuff. Uh, so instead, I'm going completely in the opposite direction and I'm legitimately putting Spinal Tap on my top Boom. five. That parody album hits all the right notes. Like, that is exactly what I want from well a metal played. album. And the fact that they can do it as a parody better than most bands can do it sincerely blows my mind. Boom. Smell the glove? Is that smell? Boom. Lightning round. Uh, just Sean, a, what do you got? Oh, Black album. Okay. okay. Um, Electric Wizard's Dope Throne yes! from 2000. <laughs> this is the darkest thing ever. This is exactly yes! what Bible thumpers think about when the, they think of the end of the world. This is the music that's playing in the background. It's incredible. Oh it's so, so good. You just sold me you on it. Electric Wizard. They're my favorite band of all time. They are amazing. Like, be, I'm going to see them next month in, Bal- in Baltimore. <laughs> Balmer? And they, they hardly ever play out Brick over City? in this country. Right. They're, you, they're UK. <laughs> so good. All right, just to round it out, I did throw a Metallica album on there. I'm partial to Master of Puppets. Uh, I really like Battery. I really like the song Master of Puppets and Orion. I love Orion. Instrumental. Yeah. Cool. Pretty great. Not to be confused with anesthesia. Pulling Are your teeth. Ride the Lightning stories fast? I have not. Oh heard no, them. I saw I saw Metallica on the Kill 'Em All tour, and I saw him on the Ride the Lightning tour. But I got in a fight for spitting on Blackie Lawless uh, at the Ride the Lightning tour. I got thrown out right after Wasp went on. Um, no, Arm- <laughs> I'm sorry, Armored. Sa- they played with Armored Saint, Wasp, and Metallica, right? And I remember it was the Hartford Agora Ballroom. Went in there. <laughs> I just remember, like, we pulled the Armored Saint singer into the into the crowd and took his microphone and roughed him up a little bit and threw him back on stage. <laughs> and then and then Wasp got on. It was rowdy rowdy crowd, I guess. And Blackie Lawless was drooling on me. I was, like, right up front. <laughs> so I was a young, impressionable jerk. And uh, so I spit on him. And then he, he pointed at me, and a bouncer came, and they exited me through the building and uh, head first. And, but I, <laughs> I got nice. back in, and I fought my way up to the front just in time for Fight Fire with Fire. Nice. nice. It was awesome. phenomenal. Pretty metal note. All right. Yeah, right yeah, in front of Cliff great, Burton. Uh, great, great uh, picks, everybody. A little upset no one chose Striper. Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe we'll do the Christian Metal uh, podcast next time. Uh, I should do the quick DLC announcement for next week. We have a three-pack from Three Days Grace. Um, I Hate Everything About You, which I assume is a cover of the Ugly Kid Joe song. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Well done. Uh, Pain, which has pro guitar, bass, and keys. It's a metal sounding song. And The Good Life. Mm-hmm. It's a parody. Okay. And a good bar. Three right. Days Grace, uh, very highly ranked on the Rock Band dashboard. Very yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. They're a good band. They're welcome, fans. Still number 11. Still number 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, community. We were listening. It's official. We All love right. you. So, oh, um, I think this week we're doing an intro and outro for Mr. John Pardo uh, for our music. So I hope you're enjoying those tracks. Uh, and here's one right now. Bye. 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 Bye.